0: Today, we are continuing our series, Aligned, and we've been talking about the importance of aligning ourselves with God, our Father. And this morning, I want to share with you a scripture that I felt God put on my heart for today, and it's a scripture that both challenges me and encourages me, and I hope it will do the same for you today. So if we can just turn to John chapter 15. Verses 1 to 8. So it's John 15, 1 to 8. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. to be my disciples. Wow. Did it both encourage and challenge you as we were reading through that? I want to ask this morning, did anyone here pick up a COVID hobby? So, you know, while the restrictions were going and we had a bit more time on our hands, did anyone here pick up a hobby? I did. I was on maternity leave, so I was at home, And I no longer had to take the kids to swimming and basketball and running around doing all these sorts of things. Even for a while there, there was no school drop off or pick up either. And church was online and just kind of life slowed down. And I decided to do something that I'd never really had any interest in doing whatsoever before, and that's gardening. I decided I want to try and grow my own fruit and vegetables. And it's been a fun journey. And so, for my birthday, my father in law built a, um, a planter box for me for my veggie garden that I put way too many seedlings in. I'm a bit of a novice. It was so overcrowded. I had no idea how big these vegetables get. But yeah, that was fun. I'm learning. And I, um, I bought some dwarf citrus trees and just generous people gave me pumpkin seedlings, tomato seedlings and um, herbs and strawberry plants and, and all these things. And some of them have been successful, awesome. I've learned how to do some things. Some things like the strawberries never really came to much and the birds took my blueberries. But, <laughs> but I've been giving something else a go. And it's been a lot of fun and I've been, it's really surprised me how much I have enjoyed it. I've always thought gardening is so boring, but I love it. So if you're a passionate gardener, feel free, I'm happy to chat. <laughs> now, my father-in-law has a lot more experience in gardening than I do. Not hard. But his dad and his uncle um, were market gardeners for Curtis Brothers Tomatoes. So he's quite a bit more of an idea what to do and each time he comes over he inspects all my plants and gives me some encouraging words and also some hints and tips like, yeah, I'd actually take those lower branches off your trees because the energy of the plant is going into growing these branches that aren't really going to go the way you want them to or bear the fruit. You want the energy of the plant to go up and to um, help your tree produce fruit I had no idea about any of this, I didn't know you would take branches off and, and stuff and, and I had to thin out my zucchini bush because it was just taking over. If anyone has good zucchini recipes, I am keen to hear because I'm a little bit over zucchini soup, zucchini slice and um, zucchini fritters, so, <laughs> so I need some more variety there. Now this experience has really actually helped me understand this scripture so much better. God doesn 't remove the branches as the gardener because He is angry with us for some reason. I kind of had that in my head. He gets annoyed and so he removes that branch and that branch where well, it 's actually because out of his great love he's a very skillful gardener, and he knows that if he if you let this branch grow it 's going to hinder you from bearing fruit and it's going to stop your growth because you are putting energy into something that shouldn't be growing. Now, I noticed when reading that scripture that God repeats himself a little bit in it. And when God repeats himself in scripture, I think, yeah, this is something I really need to take notice of. So the phrase, remain in me, is actually repeated five times in that scripture verse. So to me, that is God like, both highlighting, underlining, all caps, bold, take notice of this, remain in me. And that's what it means to be aligned with God. We need to remain in him. And he promises that if we do that, he will also remain in us. When we first decide to follow God and we become a Christian, it's actually the start of a lifelong journey of remaining in God. So when we first become a Christian, we align ourselves with God, but it is very easy for us to just move away just a little bit and then a little bit more. It's easy to get distracted. And that's why God says remain. It means we have to live a life that is constantly aligning ourselves with God. It's not a one-time thing to align yourself with God. It's almost an everyday thing. Each morning decide to get up and align yourself with God. I like to wake up and just thank God for what he's done in my life. When you wake up and you pray and just have a grateful attitude, it doesn't take any more than a minute. It actually sets your day up aligning you with God and you see things more from God's perspective. We can put our trust in God, our gardener. He knows what will help us grow strong and what will help us bear fruit. Now if we turn to Galatians chapter 5, So we're going to read Galatians chapter 5, 22 to 23. And this is going to show us the type of fruit that we will bear when we align ourselves with God and when we remain in him. So verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Who wants to see this kind of fruit in their life? This is what we should be striving for. And what we should desire is to bear this fruit, love, joy, peace. That is what's going to show people who God is. It's going to show people that having God in your life is a positive, wonderful thing, and it will emanate from you. People will notice when you bear these fruit. There's something different about that person. There's something different, and they will be drawn to you because who doesn't want to be around a person who is full of love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? I want to be around that. I definitely don't want to be around the opposite of that. So the more we stay aligned with God, the more of this fruit we will produce. And the closer we are to God, the more we will align ourselves with him. And the closer we are, the more aligned we are, the easier it is for God to correct us and to remove those shoots that start sprouting that shouldn't be there. For example, one day I thought it would be a good idea to pray about someone that was really ticking me off. I um I only I don't know this person well, but they were annoying me on Facebook. <laughs> because they were saying that they were a Christian and then they were posting a lot of things that were very much against the word of God, and that had me angry. And So I went for a walk and I was praying. Turns out I wasn't praying all that nicely because God stopped me and he said, that's my daughter you're talking about and I love her. And I was like, whoo, yeah, wow, I wouldn't like it if someone was speaking like this about my child. I'm sorry, God. So that was actually because I was aligning myself with God and close to God. He was able to quickly correct me and I was able to be, yeah, you're right. I need to stop doing that. And I turned around and I started praying that God would bless her and bless her family and work in her life instead of just having one big winch. And so I likened this to in my garden with my secateurs, you know, it's just a quick snip. It's an easy fix yep, that branch is sorted, that one's been cut off. Because I was aligned with God and listening to his voice, that didn't grow to a big branch that shouldn't be there. However, I'm not all wonderful and all listening to God every day like I should be. So sometimes there has been some things in my life that I have allowed to grow way bigger than they should be. You know when you get that niggling feeling that God doesn't really want you doing something but it's what you like doing, it's what you want to do and it's not sinning, it's not bad, it's just not where God wants you to really go and you, you start questioning, now, is that God or isn't it, what's the harm, you try to justify it and stuff and when you do that it's, it is actually sinning because it's disobedience. It might not be something that's harming anyone, but it is harming you because God is telling you to bring that to him for your own good. He is the good gardener. He wants to remove the things that are going to hinder you and stop you from being fruitful. And sometimes there's been things in my life that, hey, I might have enjoyed it and it wasn't hurting anyone, but it was taking me away from my relationship with God and it was hindering me from bearing fruit. So when I finally bring it to God and say, yep, yeah, I'm sorry, you were right all along and stuff, it's a bit of a bigger job than just a snip with the secateurs. It's actually a change of lifestyle, a change of habits. It takes time to actually get rid of that branch. Just like my um, pine tree at the back, I've got a big pine tree and I decided I wanted to take off all the lower limbs of it. I don't have a chainsaw. We don't have fancy equipment. I had a um, rusted little handsaw. <laughs> and uh, I'm a hard worker. <laughs> I, I took to those branches and I, I sawed them off and it hurt. It was messy and, and that, but I got the things off. So sometimes we actually have to, to surrender to God and allow him to take off the big branches that we have allowed to grow and distract us from where he wants us to be. And that can be painful, that can be hard, and it can take time. But if we trust in God, we know that he is faithful, and he will remove that from us, and he will heal us, and he will forgive us, and we will bear fruit. If we stay closely aligned with God and we remain in him, we are more sensitive to his voice and the conviction of the Holy Spirit. The more we ignore the conviction of the Holy Spirit and God's voice, the quieter it will become in our life and the harder it will be for us to recognize when we're not aligned with God and what we're doing is not aligned with him. All right, so I want to talk a little bit more about this fruit of the Spirit. This is what shows the world that we are God's disciples. It shows our unsaved families and friends what it's like to be a Christian and that it is a wonderful and fulfilling thing. So let's have a look a bit closer. The first um, fruit of the Spirit is love. So I want to read to you 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8. I'm sure a lot of you have heard it before. But it is a really good description of what love is. And I don't think I've found a description anywhere that comes close to what this scripture says that love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Now you may have heard of this before but it's something that can really personalise this scripture for you to see How loving you actually are is to replace the words love in there with your name. Sharona is patient. Sharona is kind. And if you do that as you go through this scripture, you might find God might challenge you in a certain area. And that's a good thing. It is good to be challenged. That is God giving you a little nudge and say, hey, let's let's just get this little area sorted with the secateurs, nice quick tune-up. Um, And let's not let this part become a big branch that is going to take you away from bearing the fruit that God has called you to bear. Joy. In Nehemiah 8 verse 10, it says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. I love that. There is strength in joy. I think it's important to say that joy and happiness are not the same thing. Happiness is dependent on the circumstances you're in and what's going on in your life. Joy comes from inside you and it doesn't matter what's happening in your life, you can still have joy. Isn't that incredible? And that is one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It was the first thing I noticed as a 15-year-old when I came to this church for the first time, not saved. And I left there, and the whole church put a real impression on me that, wow, the people in there are actually really happy. And it surprised me. I'm like, wow, everyone's really happy. And that was the first thing I actually took notice of when I came to church. And then the second thing is that I found... Since I became a Christian, just a few weeks after that first visit, um, I was an awkward teenager and I was a bit depressed, a bit not knowing what the point of life was and not knowing who I am and all those sorts of finding myself issues. And when I became a Christian, it's like all of that disappeared and I just felt happy. I just felt joyful. And I remember... Pastor Sharon, who was my new Christians leader at the time, coming to me at youth on the Friday and saying, so how's your week been? It's actually been really good. I've actually been genuinely happy because I was used to putting on a happy front and making everybody think I was happy, but no, I'm really happy. Another fruit of the Spirit, peace. Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Again, the peace of God is incredible. It is not about your circumstances. That's what I love about these fruit of the spirit. It does, it's not actually dependent on what's going on in your world. It is there no matter what is going on in your world. And we've been going through a lot of turmoil lately. There's not been a lot of peace. Whereas if we bear the fruit of peace, that is going to show people that we are disciples, that we trust in our God. And, you know, I've, through, through this term, turmoil and everything, I've had my ups and downs. But whenever I've felt down, I've gone back to God. I, I tend to go for walks. That's my, my God time. And when I do that, I get his peace. I feel that peace. And sometimes it's been through the most difficult challenges in my life that I felt the peace of God the strongest, The devil will try and steal this fruit from you. He will do anything he can to try and grow those extra branches. He will try and put fear, anxiety, depression, any of these things upon you that will distract you from bearing this fruit. That your energy will be going into these things that the devil is placing on you instead of cutting those things off and going to God. And God wants to help you with that today. And we're going to have an opportunity at the end today where we're going to pray for people. And we're going to pray that some of these things that have been on your life are going to be cut off. Some of it might be cut off like the secateurs, quick, automatically done. Like when I got saved, I had this just absolute freedom of that weight of depression and and not knowing who I was. I was set free of that immediately. For some of you, it could be a huge branch that you've been feeding for a long time and God's going to start sawing it off. And that's going to start today if you bring it to him. He is a good gardener. Forbearance. The dictionary defines forbearance as showing restraint and tolerance. We see a lot of restraint and tolerance on social media, don't we? (laughs) It's a real good example. Um, And it's really easy to get caught up in it too, isn't it? Like I said with that person I know, I got angry. I wasn't being tolerant. (laughs) We need to remember that our fight is not against flesh and blood. Our fight is against the devil and we don't have to tolerate him. (laughs) But we do need to show restraint and tolerance to the people around us especially the ones that drive us crazy (laughs) kindness the dictionary defines kindness as the quality of being friendly generous and considerate how wonderful is it when you meet someone and they are friendly and they are generous they're like come in i'll get you a cuppa they are considerate are you feeling too hot i can put the fan on or You know, just thinking of other people's needs. And this is what we should be, not just to our families and friends, but to everyone we meet. We should be showing this kindness. Goodness. Goodness is about being morally good, it's about integrity, it's about being good even when no one is watching. Faithfulness. This is the quality of being loyal, to be consistent. And not easily swayed by others and the world that we live in. To be committed and turn up. And that people can rely on you. That is faithfulness. Gentleness. The dictionary definition is to be mild, kind and tender temperament. So we shouldn't be treating each other harshly. We should be showing that gentleness of God. And the last one, self-control. I really like the dictionary definition of this one. It's really clear. The ability to control oneself. (laughs) In particular, one's emotions and desires, especially in difficult situations. If we align ourselves with God, this is the fruit we should expect to be seeing in our lives. And if we are not seeing this fruit in our life, if we are struggling with it, Let's bring it to God. Perhaps we can give him some gardening to do. And we know, don't be discouraged if God is challenging you right now. Be encouraged because he's going to do a work in your life if you allow him to. We all stray sometimes. We all grow these branches that we shouldn't grow. We are all sinners. We are not perfect and God knows it. But this is our opportunity today to realign ourselves, to say, God, do the work that you need to do in me. Who's willing to pray that prayer? Because it's a tough one. It's not an easy one because it means God is going to bring things to the surface. But he is good. He will only do that to benefit you because he loves you. If we are out of alignment, then it's time for an adjustment, for a tune-up, a little pruning, or maybe some full-on gardening. Maybe we're gonna fill up the green waste bin today. <laughs> so I really want to give you that opportunity today. In a in a few minutes, when the band comes back up and we go into worship, if you're feeling challenged about an area in your life or if you you want to be set free of something that is holding you back from bearing fruit, I say come to the front. You have nothing to lose. Let God do a miracle and a work in your life today. There may be some here who have never received the gift of salvation that God offers us and I want to give you that opportunity today as well. So if we can all just close our eyes and bow our heads for a moment, please. I want to ask you, if, if that is you today, if you have never felt that amazing love of God wash over you, if you've never said, God, I want to follow you, I want to go your way, I don't want to do it my way anymore, I want to receive you as my saviour. If you decide to do that today, that means that God will set you free, free of your sin, and that when you die, you will have eternity in heaven, in paradise. Is there anyone here that will put their hand up and say, that's me, I want to know God, I want to be a Christian? Just raise your hand now while no one's looking around. I'd love to pray with you. Let's give you one more moment. If that's you and you want to say yes to Jesus today, just pop your hand up now. Okay. I want to say a prayer today in case there is anyone here who has never made that decision and is too shy to put up their hand but wants to know God. So I just ask that each of you repeat this after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. Amen. Okay, we're just going to pray. God, we thank you that you are here, that you have spoken to us, and that your power is here, that miracles can happen, that healing can happen in this place today. Lord, I pray that if there's anyone here that wants that touch from you, that they will be brave and come forward and that you will work that miracle in their life today. And God, as your people... We submit to you, we align ourselves with you and we ask you to have your way in our lives and to do the pruning or the soaring off or the trimming, whatever it is you need to do in our lives so that we can bear fruit for you. We ask that you do it in your mighty name.